This is your pal Noble coming to you from the quarantines of rural Vermont. And yeah, this is a special coronavirus edition of the podcast because that's a thing that's happening right now. And I'm going to keep the intro short because I'm not feeling well. I have a very short window every day where I'm able to do like art and creative stuff, including this podcast, uh, which takes a lot of focus for my body and brain. So that's why things have slowed down significantly as far as output. However, uh, I'm gonna get this one out and then got some uh, special stuff coming up soon. And just wanted to mention that this is a, this is audio from a Facebook Live video that I made the other day. Just sort of my own thoughts and musings uh, about lessons learned from Corona and stuff like that or from being uh, in in a compromised state for a while. And then afterwards, I'm going to read a letter that I wrote to my town yesterday, an open letter to my town. And I just wanted to mention that I have started a Facebook group called the Quarantine Circus, which is a space for people to create and share and connect uh, amidst this time when a lot of people are being really socially isolated. And it's really taking off. There's already over 600 people, and I just started it on Saturday midday. Today's Monday. And... So yeah, it's a really beautiful space and just evolving really quickly and people are hosting yoga classes and uh, relaxation hours. People are singing opera and doing just, there's just so much stuff going on in there. It's really a blast. So if you're on Facebook, hope you'll join us at the Quarantine Circus. It's public and open to anyone. And also, if you don't have Facebook, it might be worth just making an account for this time to stay connected. Uh, yeah, so these are just sort of my own thoughts on the situation at the moment, and there will be a lot of other, there's obviously a lot of other uh, venues and avenues for, for getting other people's takes, and as well, this space that we're occupying in the quarantine circus is, is, a, is a good place to, to connect and talk about that. Uh, I hope you are all doing well. I hope that you are staying as safe and healthy as you possibly can and supporting those who uh, might need some more support. So uh, yeah, just wishing you all the best. I know it's a really tricky time and really um, touched by all this sort of humanity that's coming out right now. And, and let's all just keep it up. Thanks so much. I'll be with you soon and have a wonderful day. Bye. Oh, and the song is a cover of Lonely People by America, which is one of my favorite songs. Maybe not my version. The original one is one of my favorite songs. (laughs) The audio that was missed here basically said... uh,
Just I was sick, and then tuned piano. it wasn't going away. <laughs> okay. And that I realized really quickly is that as soon as I started to notice that, that my health was not going to, like that what I was dealing with was not going to go away within a few days, and then it was a really real thing, I, I made a sort of a pact with myself, which is like, please pay close attention to what's happening here and what you can glean from it, what lessons it has to teach you, and how you can use that to move forward in, in a new way in your life. And that's sort of how I'm seeing the coronavirus thing right now. It's like, it's pretty obvious, especially in the last couple of days, that this is not just a small deal. It's not something that's just, you know, here for a couple of days and then everyone's good to go. It's, it's having a huge impact. And people are very, very, we, all of us pretty much are, are very quickly having to readjust and recalibrate how we're living and making a lot of personal sacrifices. And I think that's important. And I also think it's tough. It's really hard to give up uh, the ways, ways of life that we take for granted. Um, but I know in my own, my own journey with being uh, sick for quite a while, I realized that the worst thing for me was to be a certain way, get sick, and just sort of get through it, and then go back to exactly how I was. If there's no shift in between, if I don't learn lessons from this, then there's no, there's like no gratitude for the experience. And to me, that's incredibly important. This is, this is really tough stuff that people are dealing with. And a lot of people are getting really sick. A lot of people are, as you know, you can't go to work, can't go to school, can't do so much of the stuff that we take for granted. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of opportunity here to see, like, put on, open ourselves up to really be observant and really be curious. The, the, the thing that this is doing is giving us a hyper, like a magnifying glass on our systems. And now we get to see where the cracks were in the system that we had. They're getting amplified. There's no hiding anymore. And so do I just want to implore us to really ask ourselves, do we want to go back to the way the things were? Is it that they were fine or is it that they weren't fine, but we, we could sweep it under the rug and pretend that everything was cool? Well, it's like the time for pretending. It's, it's not even an option anymore. So now what do we do once we have this, once we have this awareness? And the other thing that I'm really uh, heartened by is seeing the other thing, the other effect that this is having. So on one hand, we're seeing like a hyper focus on how our system is very broken, I would argue, and non-effective. And on the other other side, we get to see, we get to put a mic, mic magnifying glass on how we've been a little bit failing each other as a culture and as supporting one another. And now that, that people are stepping up, I live in a really small town with a thousand people. And I realized today that I was like, it's not really wise for me to be going out any longer and going to get groceries and stuff because, because of my own illness, I, I, my, I'm immunocompromised. It's also why I can't speak fluidly. <laughs> um, but so I was like, I'm going to go on the face, the, the town Facebook group and, and ask if anyone can get me um, some zinc lozenges 
because uh, they go into town and, and some big cans of coconut milk up in Burlington because uh, that's a staple of my diet right now. And <clears throat> anyways, when I went on the, the group this morning and people are already putting posts on there saying, hey, if anyone, elderly folks, anyone who's immunocompromised needs support, needs groceries, needs some, you know, blah, blah, blah. All these people are already coming on there and saying, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And so, yes, on one hand, this is a really difficult thing that we're all we're all dealing with. And anyone who thinks they're not dealing with it, I mean, it's time to stop kidding yourselves, And I, I think, and to really, like, get we need to get over our individualism and really start being working together because this is affecting everyone and our moves that we make as individuals are bigger than us at this point they really do have effects you know if you if you're a carrier of the disease which can happen when you're asymptomatic and you go around and be around a bunch of of compromised people you have to really take that seriously that's you know, you could be really compromising someone's health in a very serious way. And so the the personal sacrifice is very humbling, but I think it's something that we all need to get on board with uh, ASAP. Like the, the time for being complacent is way over at this point. It's, there's no excuse, basically, is what I think. And I'm not like a particularly paranoid per- person or fear, fear mongerer, but, um, but yeah, so... I think this is pretty real, and 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 if I'm wrong, and and in a you know, <laughs> a few days it's all gone away, great. But I'd much rather be, I'd much rather be cautious, super cautious, and and be willing to be wrong. Um, so so yeah, I just wanted to like, reiterate like we have a really beautiful opportunity here. We can either, look at the way we were. Have this coronavirus come in and shift things dramatically for however long it happens and to whatever degree it does and then attempt to go exactly back to how we were and that and we can see that as success yep got through it we're good personally i don't believe that that's helpful i really am imploring us as a as a society and a culture and a species to look at where we were Look at what the coronavirus is helping us see in much greater detail and much higher focus in much greater, um, <clears throat> what do you call it, like uh, resolution. See, see that it's being amplified and magnified for us so we can really see the cracks in the place, the, pl- the cracks in the systems that we have and really see what's not working. And also that like the government is stepping up in ways that we a lot of people have been asking for or hoping for in for a long time and there's always all these excuses or all these all this pushback now all of a sudden like the funds are available the resources are available the you know the the community the the numbers the people and stuff is available so just keep that in mind like these are not impossible things they're things that people have just deeply resisted and now when something real happens that we can't that we can't run from and we can't pretend isn't a thing well suddenly those things are available and they're so so do we want so so again imploring like look at where we where we were really pay close attention to what is being highlighted what are the lessons to be learned through this and and how they can just be constantly open to learning what and what am i learning where do i need to step in 
that I haven't been in my community? What do I have to offer that I can give right now that is going to be supportive? Because a lot of people are going to be more isolated and more quarantined. And social isolation as for a social species, as we already know in our culture, is, is hugely damaging. And it's really scary and it can be incredibly depressing and anxiety provoking. So what can you do? I'm, I'm going to, if, if people get more isolated, I'm going to hold open calls on my Zoom account so people can just have, just come in, talk, listen, converse, and I'll hold space for that. Uh, another person I know is going to, is we're, we're thinking about holding online yoga classes so that, you know, people who would normally go to yoga classes and that's not really maybe wise to do anymore or not going to happen they can hold classes for doing breathing exercises and yoga and and so what do you have within this new system that we're going to have to be navigating which is changing rapidly like incredibly rapidly what do you have to bring that you can give are you still healthy and you can deliver groceries to people you know are i don't even know what you know better than i do what it is that you can bring and i and i just want to like let's all learn these lessons and then if if and when i mean hopefully when we, we move through this pandemic or whatever let's really take those lessons that we've learned about community engagement about what we need to do what we're asking for from our politicians what are we uh what are we called to do for ourselves and for our communities and bring those forward let's let's use this as a really big learning opportunity and it's going to be hard big learning opportunities are rarely without without sacrifice and without turmoil and and it's that's that's sad you know it's it's tough a lot of people are going through a lot right now and i think that's only going to be amplified so let's really step up if and when not not i don't know why my brain's a little melting right now um but yeah please step up offer what you can offer let's do this we need to be pulled together as a as small communities and as a big community it's it's uh it's a beautiful opportunity, and so that's just my thoughts for today. And please, if you know, feel free to share this if you think it might have value for anybody in your life or whatever. Um, and get in touch with me. I'm very available. I'm I, like I said, I've basically been in isolation or partial quarantine for like the better part of seven months, dealing with my own stuff. So uh, I'm I might have some stuff that might be helpful to you know, lessons learned in the, in the process of that. So please, if you're just joining in now, I, I'd ask uh, if you're willing to go watch the rest of this and keep being informed. You know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of unknowns right now. There's a lot of mixed messages coming and it's hard to know who to trust and whatever, but uh, I think there's a lot of value in, in, in being informed and taking this seriously right now. So thank you all. Love you. And uh, let's do it. Okay, this is a letter that I wrote to my uh, local community email forum yesterday. I, I titled it Love in the Time of Corona. Dear community, I wanted to share a brief experience I had yesterday and my reflections since. Yesterday morning, I made a trip down to the store early to beat the rush and the exposure to a lot of humans whom I normally look forward to seeing. This was my last foray out to a public space and a big stock-up trip so that I could hunker down for quite a while if need be. At the counter, there was a man behind me declaring for anyone to hear that 
the response to coronavirus was a huge overreaction, that it's less dangerous than the common cold, and there's no need to stock up on anything. Side note, and probably coincidental, he was buying toilet paper. I said nothing and felt a little bit embarrassed as I turned away from him to sanitize my hands after touching the credit card machine. Instead of speaking to him, I said one last thing to a friend at the other register who offered to help in any way when I reminded him that I was sick and that's why and that that's why I was stocking up. As I sat in my car and in the days since, I realized what I wish I had said to the first man. Here goes. I hope you are right. I really do. I hope that this passes quickly and does not reach the numbers that the common cold or the flu do every year. In the meantime, this is spreading at, an un at unprecedented rates, and as we now know, even though many will experience mild symptoms, for others it can quite literally be a death sentence. In fact, two of the three people who can hear you right now, myself included, are immunocompromised due to other conditions and very well may fall within this vulnerable demographic. In Italy, the medical establish establishments are so overwhelmed that doctors are coming out of retirement, and the ones on duty are consistently having to make horrifying decisions of who to let die, as there are not enough humans and resources to care for the number of people affected. So far, the growth curve of confirmed cases in Italy and ours mirror one another almost exactly, and if that continues, our hospitals have no way to be prepared to the extent that we'd need. To me, that's incredibly serious. Please remember that a person can and has proven to be contagious before symptoms occur. I believe that to be cavalier about this at this point is a selfish and potentially very dangerous act, given that we can share the virus inadvertently as we move through the world. Our town, however outwardly idyllic, has the luxury of being pretty spread out, which can slow the spread, but we also have a population that tips well. Let's just say town meeting is mostly a sea of gray, and I think that's important to keep in mind. I also heard this man speak of the impacts that the responses of the outbreak are having on his livelihood, and I have compassion for that. We are all, I hope, making sacrifices. This affects all of us in one way or another, whether we want it to or not. On a hopeful note, I have been incredibly heartened by all the people stepping up to support one another in so many ways. Historically, things such as natural disasters and wars that affected everyone mostly regardless of class or ethnicity, despite and recognizing the incredible hardship associated, have brought people together in incredible ways, brought out latent, latent altruism and generosity in societies previously lulled into status quo. Almost hard to imagine, but there are plenty of reports of people looking back on days of being bombed in London and other places with a sort of fondness due to the deep camaraderie that getting through it all required. If this turns out to be as rough as some people are predicting, again, I really hope not, then let's please take this seriously. Can we be humble enough to act now as if we've already been infected? How would we change our behaviors if so? I don't believe in right or wrong necessarily as concepts, but right now I think this is something to take seriously and make big, big adjustments for. I hope I'm wrong. And then in hindsight, we'll th sigh and think, wow, we really got worked up. But honestly, I think we're past that point. And in the meantime, I'd rather be on the, quote, right, unquote, side of history. Thank you.
give up until you drink from the silver cup Ride that highway in the sky This is for all the single people Thinking their love has left them dry Don't give up until you drink from the silver cup You never know until you try Well I'm on my way Yes I'm back to stay Well I'm on my way back It's for all the lonely people Thinking their life has passed them by Don't give up until you Drink from the silver cup She'll never take you down or Never give you up You'll never know until you try Never know until you try